Welcome to Pondering Psalms. Kurt and I are going to take a look at Psalm chapter 11, uh, just a wonderful psalm talking about uh, where we find our hope, where we find our prote protection, and so we do not need to be afraid. I hope you'll join us. I am Kurt Austin, my good friend right there. David Mullins. David Mullins and I are back together uh, on video because uh, we're, we're in different places. And we are pondering today, we are pondering Psalm 11. 11. And so uh, we have, uh, Dave and I have not uh, really been together very much this summer because he's been out not. traveling. Yeah. Uh, other than our trip together, he's been uh, seeing the world. Uh, well, yeah, parts of it. a couple parts of the world and uh, and loving that. So before we get started, Dave, I, I've I've kind of in I kind of got a little nostalgic since we haven't been together very much. And so uh, I wanted to share with you this. Uh, this is a, a retrospective look. This is our oh, very yeah. that was our very first that Psalm 69 uh, two years ago. Lighting was terrible. The sound is horrendous. Uh, we kept we kept the pondering psalms uh, background the whole time, and then on Psalm seventy four, this is was our look. Uh, my I don't know what in the world's going on with my camera, but it was all blurry. And uh, but I'd stepped it up within five weeks of doing this. I'd stepped up and gotten my microphone. You brought out your microphone. This is very oh, yeah. exciting. It is. And then uh, Psalm like one. I think this is like one nineteen or something. We were kind of. You know, oh, we haven't right. done 119 yet, so or not 119, uh, 109 is what I meant to say. Oh, 109, and and then this is our last one. See, and I, I thought yeah. it's kind of fun to kind of see where we're going. It is and, how, and how it's changing over time. This one's yeah. this one. <laughs> this one's this one. So uh, Psalm uh, Psalm 11. I almost said 111. Psalm 11, Dave. Let's Hold just. On. That's okay. I'm getting weepy. Just thinking all the good times. Oh, no, I should have I should have put up together a montage of all the funny stuff at the end. Uh, yeah. the that was that if but I didn't I didn't take the time. So yeah. they're not right, so, if we do them on purpose. That's right. It was they were intentional. Some of them were bloopers. Yeah. Take six, take seven. Well, that's um, true. Yeah. All right, so the psalm uh, for the choir director, a psalm of David, Psalm eleven. You and I um, have not talked about in detail of this, but we both agreed that we were pretty excited about doing it. Yeah, um, because we we had read through it, we really liked it. So um, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump. Let's jump. Trust in the Lord for protection. So why do you say to me, "Fly like a bird to the mountains for safety"? And now here's what I picked up right away. Okay. Second part, or I guess line three of verse one, all the way through the end of verse three, line three of verse one, all the way to the end of verse three, is the statement these people are making to the psalmist, right? I mean, this is the this is the chastisement. Uh, this is the they're 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 painting a dark picture for this. It's a setup then for the second part of the psalm, and. Uh, that uh, when I first read it, I didn't get that. I got that 
that first line, the flight of the, like a bird to the mountains was them saying that. And then I jumped right to verse two and three, that this was his reflection. Yeah. And so when that dawned on me, it changed everything. If, if, if I remember correctly, there is some debate on where exactly the quote ends, that the Hebrew oh. is, is unclear on exactly where, where it ends. If, if it's, if it's Psalm 11, I'm trying to, to think back uh, when I, when I, you know, because I spent a whole week looking at this a few weeks ago, we're a little behind. Yeah, we are. Uh, so, uh, but but I'm thinking that this was the case. But I I think I mean I I'm with you. Uh, it makes sense to me that this is a statement that they're making. What can the righteous do? Which is a great question. What can the righteous do given the situation that we're in? And it's still a question uh, we can ask today. <laughs> So, so for context, we are uh, over a year out from the January 6th attack on the Capitol here in the United States. And uh, as I was reading this, the foundations of law and order have collapsed. Uh, this is what's being challenged to the psalmist. And I thought, wow, I, um, you know, I mean, I, we kind of wonder about that too. Uh, everything that's been happening in the last few years, Black Lives Matter, the chat, the, the, the dis, dis uh, ease. That's a very nice way of saying yes. of our political system. Uh, and, and the Supreme court, I am sure you probably saw this yesterday has, uh, how do you phrase it? They, they keep saying it was struck down, but really they're, they're trying to read the, the constitution historically, which apparently by doing that means that a law that New York and other States have had on the books, at least New York has had it for, a hundred years, hundred years goes away. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, he says the foundations of law of order and where it doesn't really matter what side of that issue, the second no. amendment issue no, not at all. on what we thought was law and order, what we thought was law, at least all of a sudden is gone. And regardless of where you find yourself, all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're in a new place now. Yeah. This and it'll different. be and it'll be the this same with understanding when, that we have that, that we have had yeah. on that specific issue. And it'll be the same when Roe versus Wade gets overturned. Yeah. It'll just be wait, wait a minute, where although, where are we now? Although we're not talking a hundred years. No, know, that's no, no but you're, it's you're law. Thinking it's well established. Uh but I like I like the fact that in the last uh, what year and a half? year and a half, um, law and order has been kind of a catchphrase of uh, a, yeah. you know, a political, uh, a, a person running for, a, you know, I'm a law and order governor, I'm a law and order. Um, and, uh, then other people are going, there is no law and order. It's all collapsed. You well, know? yeah. Um, and, and it's like, well, what is law and order? Because it's just changed. <laughs> you know, what yeah, was law and order absolutely. last year? is is different or, or seems like it's soon to be different than what it has been so yeah so what can the righteous do what can well i want to say what can we do as righteous but uh, you know that might be giving myself too much credit what can the righteous do kurt well let's look at two and two and three though uh, right i mean so they're they're saying uh these people let's say these people are saying that uh, you don't have any other option but to run. Yeah, fly like a bird. 
you find know, because, safety. Find safety. Find, find safety because yeah. those who are wicked are out there, they're shooting for you. Yep. And it, it's interesting uh, that that it's kind of a personal attack, right? They shoot from the shadows at those whose hearts are right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I trust in the Lord protection, but you're telling me that that's not enough. Yeah. Right. You need to, you need to, you need to get out of Dodge to continue the law and order kind of a metaphor. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that they're actually targeting those whose hearts yeah. are right. Yeah. So what do you do with that? I mean, uh, how does this then apply? I mean, we've just outlined a bunch of uh, modern day scenarios that are kind of happening, but what, how does this then apply to us if we take to heart what they're saying? What do we do with that? Well, it goes back to verse one, you know, and that's what the psalmist is saying. I trust in the Lord for protection. So why, why are you talking about all these folks doing all this stuff? I'm not looking to them. I'm not trusting them for protection. Yep. I'm trusting in the Lord. Yep. And Despite for very all good these reason. Are happening. Yep. Yeah. Despite all these things. Yeah. For very good reason, because he is still in his holy temple. He is still ruling from heaven. He watches everyone closely, examining every person on earth. Uh, they think they're getting away with it. They think they're doing it sight unseen, but... There is one who continues to watch everything very, very closely. This is beautiful. I mean, I, I really love this, this setup that the psalmist gives us and then this resolution on the backside of that. Um, it doesn't matter how dark the days, God, God is still in control if we let him be. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's still in control whether we let him be or not, but we can acknowledge that. And, and apply that to our own lives. Yeah, there there is, uh, I, I just finishing up a blog post on on this, uh, you know, the whole phrase, fear the Lord, because mm -hmm. I know we've talked about that on, on these episodes before, sure. about yep. fear the Lord, fear the Lord. And I was listening to something the other day, and, and they brought up that, uh, you know, whatever you fear is what ultimately becomes your God. Because... That which we feel fear, we try to structure our lives to avoid that thing, to provide safety from that thing. And so we'll change our entire life so that we can be safe from this thing that we're fearing. And so as I thought through it, it's like, yeah, so whatever we fear is really our God. And Jesus talks about in Luke, I think it's chapter 12, he says, you know, don't fear those that can kill you, and that's all they can do. Yeah. But fear the one who can also, and this is a little harsh, but also throw your you into hell. Uh, but then he tells you not to be afraid, because he says the sparrows are sold, you know, for, for right. five minutes. Right. And even the hairs on your head are numbered. You are more important than the sparrows. And so in one statement, Jesus says to fear, but don't be afraid. To fear God, but don't be afraid. Uh, and really, in that context, I could see why the Bible talks about fearing God. Uh, because if we fear anything else, 
that is what will ultimately become our God. And so for the psalmist, they're, they're telling him basically to fear these folks that are doing all this stuff. And he recognizes that if I'm afraid of them, if I end up fearing them, they're going to take the rightful place of the one uh, who I truly fear, but it's also the one who protects me, who's watching over them. What's so funny is that, uh, at you know, last week, gosh, it was just Sunday, just less than a week ago, we were up in Canada uh, visiting visiting hey. our, uh, our church. Hey, hey two, two people watch this from up there. Don't make fun of my friends. But we we actually got to go to church, and that was the passage that the, that was the passage the sermon was about. Really, was exactly that about you know the whole series has been you know living in light and don't be afraid, hmm. you know, um, you know, and and uh, Jesus Jesus letting them know that you know that you don't have to be afraid, you know, yeah. trust. Um, yeah. it, it shouldn't have to burden you. The fear does not have to hold you down or burden you. Uh, the fear of conforming to rules, uh, making sure that you're following everything correctly or, you know, doing it right. But, but in fact, you're free, you know, you're like the birds who, who are there. Um, anyway, so, um, what's interesting to me though, is in like verse six, um, whereas, uh, it, well, let, let's go back, um, there, <clears throat> excuse me, fitting their arrows and bowstrings, they'll shoot from the shadows. And so you've got that risk. But in verse six, it's uh, God's going to rain down. That's a lot worse than some arrows being shot from the shadows. These yeah. blazing coals of burning yeah. sulfur, um, punishing and, the, the wicked. And, and the shadows uh, don't hide them from his gaze. Mm -mm. Uh, he sees exactly where they are. Uh, and they're, you know, there's, there's always consequences, you know, they might not be immediate consequences, but, you know, God tends to work out his justice. Uh, sometimes it takes a long time, but uh, his justice does come. And that's why the psalmist trust him because, you know, the psalmist knows that God's justice will come because verse seven, he loves justice. And the good news is the virtuous will see his face. That's why we you, try to we, practice virtue. You've been, yeah, you, you uh, had got, you, you had a sermon series not too long ago about um, the vices, right? The, yeah. And so I've been reading that book, The Glittering Vices, mm. which is a beautiful, a really it's tough good. read. Oh my goodness. It's a deep read. I had encouraged you to really promote it within the church to get people to read it. This is before I started reading it. Yeah. And now I say, don't, you know, if you're, if you're not in for a deep slog, then don't pick that book up. But it is, uh, as the author has gone into these different vices that, that we face, uh, she's also giving us a window into the virtues yeah. that can, that can really help us. And it's not that it's not like it's a script of you need to be practicing these things. You really continue to seek the face of God, you know, rather than focus. Well, just like what you said, the, if you focus on something, it becomes your God. You don't want to focus all on the, the vices. Well, it's not focus. It's not what we fear. It's our fear. Well, so I mean, if you, but if, if you, you say, oh my gosh, I'm afraid I'm too proud. 
I'm so, you know, I'm so proud. I got to stop being so proud as opposed to, I need to be giving my life to uh, everything about my life to the presence of God and trusting God. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. Dave's going to Dave, Dave's gonna say, go back and watch my sermon series, please. Cause you're, oh, you're no, all lost. No, <laughs> no, no. I, you know, our goal is to, is to practice virtues. Uh, and I think what I hear you saying is it's not so much about avoiding the, the vices. It's more about practicing the virtues because yeah. you, you, you can't do both at the same time. I can't practice greed and generosity at the same time. One's going to win over. So, and so here, here are the passages, you know, the virtuous will see the face of God. Yeah. And yeah. so the generous, the loving, the compassionate, those are really, and I, and I'm a big fan of the fruit of the spirit, you know, love and joy and peace and patience, kindness. I, I love, I love that. I mean, I just think, I think if I could get those, I don't have to worry about anything. If I could just fruit get of the spirit those. salad. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Although... Although, can I give you a little fun fact about the uh, through the spirit? Are you going to change the way I look at them again? I maybe, mean, maybe. Okay. I, I've kind of thought this for a while, but I actually uh, was reading commentary that that he actually mentioned this. That uh, what it very well could be is the fruit of the spirit is love. That's I've re I've heard the same thing, and that mm -hmm. whole list actually is a definition of yeah the fruit of love. So the fruit of the spirit is love, and then it's basically the this is the description, which uh, I, I think that matches up with First Corinthians thirteen. It it, it does, and it, and honestly, it it goes to the fear of God, right? When you yeah. love God, all the rest of these things are taken care of. Yeah, you know when you're when you're focused on on God, then everything else just drops right into place. Yeah, so. Well, we knocked another one out, Dave. Uh, Psalm 11 is in the books, and so yes, for those of you, for those of you who uh, keep score, uh, keep score. We're, we're we're ticking off. You know, we only have a few more left, but we'd love for you to come to PonderingPassages.com. You can see our uh, the videos that are there, uh, blogs, um, podcasts. Everything is, is available there. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, not Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. You can be I'm a part of all of those. Are you on Twitter? I tweet. Are, now. You, are you uh, are you tweeting about? Sorry, I'm just trying to figure this out. <laughs> just keep clicking. <laughs> so um, so be a part of that. Be a part of the conversation. Join us on those uh, platforms. And uh, uh, yes, there's a little gap between our last video and the the, the upcoming videos. If you're going, if you've been watch, if you watched number nine, you're going, what happened? I, it's been weeks and weeks, and I've not seen ten, and I've not seen eleven. Well, good news for you. Now you know eleven is up. So yeah. twelve will be up next, and then we'll get back together. So anything else, Dave? I don't think so. All right. Well, everybody have a great week. We will talk to you. Uh, who knows? Months weeks, years yeah. from now. And uh, we'll see you then when we study and ponder Psalm 12. We'll see you then. Bye.
you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said well, that. You know, if people just start out with that premise, I think we would all be a little better off. <laughs>